Invest in your leadership and business skills at AUA 2023 with the new AUA Institute for Leadership and Business Track. Join the Institute at the AUA annual meeting in Chicago for an opportunity to grow your leadership and business skills. The new ILB track features seven courses, offering a combined total of 16 hours of programming that will enhance your business acumen, activate your interest in business and finance, and inspire you to become a leader in your practice and the field. To accommodate the robust schedule of AUA 2023, each of the seven live courses will be recorded for access on demand after annual meeting. Resident discounts are available. Visit auanet.org forward slash AUA2023 to learn more and add the ILB track to your registration. The following episode is brought to you by the American Urological Association and the AUA Leadership and Business Podcast. Welcome to the AUA Leadership and Business Podcast, where urologic professionals experience the practical application of business acumen essential to successfully navigating today's rapidly changing business environment. I am Dr. Jennifer Miles Thomas, and in today's episode, we will discuss organizational leadership and how to get involved. Joining me today for our discussion is Dr. Jasper Sandu. Dr. Sandu is an attending urologist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City. He has been involved in multiple leadership roles outside of his institution, and particularly within the National AUA, where he chairs the Practice Guidelines Committee, and within the New York section of the AUA, where he is on the executive board and is in the progression to be the president of the section. Welcome, Dr. Sandu. Thank you, Jennifer. Dr. Miles Thomas, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. So you, you are very active. You are very busy. And some of our listeners, um, the AUA is a fairly large organization. So can you kind of back up and, and talk about just how you became involved with the AUA and the organizational activities? Sure. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good question and very pertinent for some of our younger uh, members who are actually applying to a lot of things right now. Now, when I first started, I, I did not, I was not at my own institution. I went to a newer institution, which, um, uh, as, as you know, has a lot of fellowship trained urologic oncologists. I am not a urologic oncologist. So I had to reach out beyond my own institution. And one of the ways, one of the things that I was like as a resident is getting involved with the AUA national meeting and, and, uh, reviewing things for them, abstract, et cetera. So I, I thought that would be a very good way to get started. And I did. So basically we have a few people, um, that I was able to reach out to and ask them how I get involved. And somebody told me just volunteer. So I just started volunteering. <laughs> and basically by volunteering, I meant, I, I mean, you know, so if you know somebody in a leadership role at the AUA, just reach out to them. Um, you know, I happen to know the secretary of the AUA at the time. So I was like, how do I get involved? He's like, you want to get involved? We'll get you involved. So, you know, you start initially by, you know, grading abstracts and so forth, some, some simple things. Then, then you, you put your name in for vol- as a volunteer for certain committees, you get involved with committees. And then ultimately what, what happened to me is as, as you get better known within your section, uh, folks at the section level will start to approach you. And as that happens, um, it's actually relatively straightforward. If, if you're interested, opportunities will come to you. Um, and at some point, 
you will have to reach out. You will have to apply for some things. And the AUA makes that very easy. The leadership program being a prime example. I mean, I was part of that class uh, over a decade ago now. But but all, all those guys, at the, at the time, it was a smaller class. You know, you're, you're limited in terms of how far out you were from practice. But all of those guys pretty much are in some element of leadership within the AUA, their mm-hmm. uh, their institutions, or you know, local regional things. So it's it's actually relatively easy to get involved. But the biggest thing I'll tell you is volunteer, apply, and apply again because the first few times you won't get it. So don't don't give up. So you keep trying, uh, and ultimately people will say this guy's interested, or he's a pest, or she's a pest, and and they'll get you involved. I, I think it's relatively straightforward to get involved within the AUA because of all the opportunities now. Well, that sounds that sounds doable. That sounds very practical, like a progressive kind of opportunity to be more involved nationally, locally. But just be like you're very, very busy. So if we're all busy, this is additional time. So why did you actually get involved? So that's a tough question, Jennifer. You know, one of the one of the things that you need is family support, right? You absolutely need that. Um, you know, I, I completely understand why some folks with smaller children and so forth that have other responsibilities might have a harder time. Um, but I think this adds a different element to to you as a person. Um, you know, I think a lot of us are very busy and in, in practice. A lot of us see a bunch of patients, do a bunch of cases, et cetera. And our, our institutions don't make that very fulfilling. It used to be the reason we went into medicine. Now, unfortunately, uh, for most of us, that is a reason for burnout, actually, more than more than fulfillment. So, so we need other things. And one of the things that I found that actually leads, that leads value to my career, my life, is getting involved in things that are outside my institution. And especially some of these leadership roles, you get to meet people that you would never meet otherwise. Um, and you get to do things that you would never do otherwise. And some of these things actually you know, come back and it's, and it's very fulfilling. I mean, I think one of the things I truly enjoy is our, you know, our practice guidelines committee work. It's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I mean, I don't do much of it. Our AUA staff is phenomenal. So that's the other well-kept secret is, you can get involved, but there's a lot of people helping you. Um, so, you know, when you, when you do work at the AUA, it's not you, it's, you're, you're just pretty much the face. And it's, it's a lot of other people at the AUA, for example, practice guidance committee, the practice guidance committee director and staff do most of the work. Um, you know, Aaron Kirkby and all those folks, they do the work and we just get the credit for some silly reason, but, but it's very fulfilling. That, that to me is one of the reasons that that actually makes my job, job fun. And, and the friendships. I mean, you, you meet other people. Um, you know, you, you're you limited in terms of who you meet. And nowadays, even more so with Zoom and, and, you know, structured places, you don't even see your colleagues anymore as much as you used to simply because of the, you know, the, 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 the necessary um, issues with current medicine. But this is a way of getting out. You know, this is a way you can meet people from all the different sections, different parts of the world. And, and that, to me, is actually truly fulfilling. So I, th- I think it, it helps me do my job here better. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think one of the aspects you hit on was network. And I think a lot of times we are very siloed um, in the way that we do things and the people that we meet and the opinions that we 
hear about. Um, and I think definitely once you get involved on a national or international level, the different ways that other people think help kind of reformat our brain to think differently. And that's what allows our specialty to progress. So the wider your breadth of the network, the wider your thought patterns, and the more that we can make a change. So thank you very much for all the time and the effort you do dedicate, because I, I know everyone looks at those those guidelines. I mean, that's our like bread and butter mantra. Yeah, and, and, and exactly what you said. I mean, the, the networking, you know, most people outside of medicine do it. All other industries do it. And, you know, everybody's on LinkedIn. I don't have any social media presence. I don't have LinkedIn. Uh, sorry, I, do, I should have said this on this podcast, but but I do not. But my my big way of getting to meet people and continue to grow that network is through these meetings. Um, and to me, that has exactly as you said, Jennifer. That's that's actually brought all that thinking back to your institution elsewhere. Um, you know, and 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 vice versa too. I mean, the, you you permeate other places, and they and it, it's actually a have knowing people wherever you go is, is actually not a bad thing and, and it's it, it helps you it helps them i agree well what do you think the long-term value of participation is well that, that's that you know i mentioned on the i mentioned this a little bit um you know burnout is absolutely real uh, okay there are we have uh more and more requirements um EMR, mandatory learning, all this stuff, right? And we're not unique to that. I think everybody else sees it. That to me is is the parts that are leading to burnout. This actually, I think, will help if you do things that you enjoy, and it makes you happy to go to work. I think that's a very good remedy to burnout. So, so I think you know one of the things we hear about is all these things causing burnout. I don't hear many many people talk about remedies to burnout. This to me seems like a pretty good remedy. If you get involved in things outside and you enjoy doing them, um, that I think, uh, I think that's been shown that if you enjoy things you do, it leads to decrease burnout. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure of that, but, but I think in, in our, in our field, I think that's a, that's a remedy that's, that's available. Uh, it's very, uh, it, it's easy to do. So I think long-term I can see that being a, uh, an, an incredible benefit. Other benefits, you know, you can parlay any kind of leadership at organizational level and the leadership in other things. Um, you know, I know, for example, the, the leadership committee that I was talking about, I think there were about 15 or 20 of us. And I think over half of those members are not chairs of departments um, or chairs of large organizations. I mean, I think that that is something that's relatively easy to do. Um, and their, some of their first uh, experience with leadership activities was through the AUA. Um, and I've talked to a bunch of these folks and they say, you know, this will train you to be a chair. I've got no aspirations to be an institutional chair, so that's good. But but it but it leadership in other other ways is actually quite useful. And that to me is is a long term benefit. Um, you know, and, and the respect you, you you will people if you're a leader in certain committees or certain aspects of, of the AUA uh, or other organizations. Like I, I'm involved mainly in the New York section of the AUA, the AUA. Um, that actually leads to every, everybody looks up to you, uh, which 
may or may not be something you value, but but it's something that does uh, does end up being a long term uh, value, I think. And the final thing is people re people reach out to you for mentorship. So a lot of the younger folks that I've, I've mentioned, you know, how to get involved. This that's exactly what I tell people when they reach out to me: how to get involved. Um, because you can you can be a mentor to people, and the other way around too. I mean, you can find mentors within the AUA. Um, so if you're involved in, say, a committee, say you're involved in the education council or something, some of those folks there are, are people you've heard about or looked up to, and now you meet, uh, and then you realize, hey, this is pretty cool. This is this is a person I really wanted to talk to, and now I can, and and they're happy to talk to you. So so a lot of this mentorship is organic. Uh, a lot of it uh, just happens, but some of this you have to strategize. So you have to get into certain committees to to you know meet the right people so that you have the right mentors. Um, so it goes both ways. I mean, I think the long-term value here is you have mentors that you can count on, and you can give mentorship advice to younger people, which you know it, it, which which helps you you know become a. Uh, more fulfilled person, for lack of a better term. I know you've said, I've used that phrase a lot recently, but I think at least today. Uh, but I think you know a lot of our institutions are leading us, are making us feel less worthy, uh, and this actually makes you feel worthy. You, you're actually doing good, and and people appreciate it. Oh, I would completely agree. I I think we're all recognizing that we need to be a little bit more well-rounded, and this is feeding another part of our soul, giving us energy again, which is good. Just yeah. good. Well, how do you think this would translate to other aspects organizations? So, well, within the so if you do work at an organization, you do a good job. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the AUA, if you if you if you're timely, if you if you uh, agree to do things, and then those things get done, that leads to more opportunities. I mean, that's that's been shown over and over again. Then, okay. if you get your foot in the door and you start to do good work. That'll lead to even more good work. Uh, so I think part of it is growth. So it'll translate into into more and more opportunities. The other thing is, if you if you get involved in one organization, some of the things you learn are actually very useful at other organizations. Um, you know, if you if you do great work at a committee at the AUA level, you can do great work at a committee at your local level. At my institutional level, for example, I chair a committee on surgery protocols, um, and one of the reasons I, I do that relatively well is I'm pretty good at running meetings now. <laughs> it took a, it took some time. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some pretty strong-willed people. There's a lot of lot of personalities, uh, but you learn how to deal with those personalities. You learn how to give them some time, but you also learn how to run a meeting on time and run a meeting efficiently. And that's you know, if you're a member of a committee and people see you're doing that, you'll chair that committee at some point. Um, and and that's. It, Simple things like that are translatable throughout life. Um, you know, you, you do you do a good job um, anywhere. You'll do a good job elsewhere. So I think the translation is is relatively straightforward. Now, it can also help you with promotion, practice management. Uh, you know, you can. I, I don't necessarily do like I said a lot of social media, but it, it'll help you. So it, it's an instant. Uh, uh, validation on social media. So, you know, one of the things that people look at is titles. Uh, and this is a title. You get you get a title whether you want one or not. And particularly for things like social media where you need what's called street cred, this gives you street credit immediately, right? 
So right. those type of things I think are translatable to pretty much anything. Um, and, and you can translate this into other opportunities. You know, I, I, I am actually on the exam committee for the American Board of Urology. And one of the reasons I'm, I, I'm, I'm convinced one of the reasons I was asked is because I did decent work at the PGC and people saw that. Um, and partly because of that, they think that I get, I, I've got access potentially to some knowledge that maybe other people don't. Mm -hmm. Regardless, it, it's another opportunity. And those type of opportunities wouldn't come along unless you were involved in certain types of leadership roles that people knew you. Um, so just just getting your name out there, I think it just it translates to a lot of different organizations or different aspects of your life. That seems, I don't think everyone recognizes the benefit. So I feel that, I just want to make sure, I feel that what you've just shared is that this opportunity presents a safe space for you to learn. For you to grow as a leader. So being involved allows you to, to facilitate and to practice how to communicate. Like you said, people have strong personalities. So you learn how to communicate with others who are equals. Um, and I think sometimes it's hard as urologists because when we walk in the room, we're the ones who are in charge and it's more by authority versus influence. And so you're learning how to run these meetings, how people run the meetings so you can translate that elsewhere. So it's a lot about communication, managing people, working in large organizations. There seems to be a lot of benefits for like very, for professional growth and personal growth. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better, uh, maybe because I haven't said it before, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you said it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Communication, management, uh, all that is important. Learning how to deal with a host of different people, learning how to manage up, learning how to manage down. All, all that is very important when you when you're involved in organizations and organizational leadership, um, partly because you want everybody to feel vested, uh, and that comes from communication and making people feel like they're members of a team, uh, and being part of a team. So being being a team player, I can't stress enough how important that is at every level. I mean, you know this. I mean, you you run a you run a, a large organization. For you, your employees or your or your um, or your partners, they have to be team players for the organization to run well. I mean, similarly, any organization, I think that's that's key. Uh, and I think if you if you're a good team player and if you and if you agree to do a few things, and I, I completely understand, I was recently brought to task about this. There are some folks that have commitments that you can't get out of, and you have to respect that. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing you have to realize is different different folks' life circumstances are different. Uh, young women in particular, uh, you know, childcare responsibilities, guys like me may not understand, but we have to realize that young men and women, more women than men have childcare responsibilities that we don't realize. So we have to make, we have to make account, uh, we have to account for that and we have to make uh, uh, availability for that. So, you know, the Zoom thing is actually quite useful. The flip side is Zoom uh, for meetings is a double-edged sword. Right? I mean, it, it allows people to come, but they're not nearly as engaged, I don't think, as in real life meetings. So we've seen that at some of the meetings that we've done. Yeah. So, so I think while it is more accessible, it may not be as efficient. Uh, that being said, you have to you have to balance both of those. So you know that that's where leadership comes in. You have to realize, you know, some people may not be as efficient, partly because of life circumstances, but you need them. Uh, and you have to grow them, and you have to get them through this part of the part of their life, this phase of their life, 
until they do end up becoming, you know, ultimately they are leaders. So I, I think some of this you learn as you do this. And some of this I learn when I talk to people, uh, you know, you wouldn't, I, I never knew some of the difficulties faced by some, some folks until they brought them to me. Uh, and that, and, and, you know, it's not like I was trying to be hard or, or, or things like that. Just some people do not have, do not, do not have never been told this. So you get exposure to, as you stated earlier, you get exposure to a broad um, uh, thinking pattern, uh, which is, which I think very important. Well, this is, this is very insightful. So how would someone get involved? What, what programs does the AUA have? So I've mentioned the AUA leadership program a few times. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I mentioned that is because I'm now on the board of the AUA New York section, and we actually have to vet uh, uh, applicants for the New York, uh, for the leadership uh, uh, program. That program, just that one program at the AUA level for folks. So this is not for trainees. This is for uh, AUA members who are less than 15 years out from training. So somewhat on the young side. Uh, who want to get involved in leadership and have shown, shown an aptitude for leadership. Um, so you do have to have, you know, you do have to, you would have to have done a little bit to get to the leadership program. So maybe this isn't how you initially get involved, but this is a way to get involved in organizational leadership is if you're interested, reach out to people within the section, apply for the AUA leadership program. And if you're selected, it's a two-year program and it's a phenomenal program. I mean, I know, I, I did it, like I said, I think it was, a, I can find out. It was class of 2011. So it was over 10 years ago. So it was a long, <laughs> long time ago. Um, but it's evolved. Uh, some of it's evolved, some of it's the same. One of the big advantages of the leadership program is that the AUA every year at the national meeting, they have a leadership reception where all the different classes come together. It's a who's who. I mean, you meet, you meet people that, like I didn't know you were part of the leadership program. It, it's actually a very, very cool thing. Talk about building your network. This is how you build your network. So if you're interested in that, that is absolutely a way to do it. The other way, if you're not maybe up to that level or that much, uh, if you don't have as much experience or or exposure to leadership activities, is to volunteer for committees or panels at the AUA. So like I said, I reached out to, I happen to know the secretary of the AUA a few when I first started working and I reached out to him and he gave me an opportunity to create some abstracts. So, so that's just a start right now. I'm the team abstract team leader and I've been that way for the last five, 10 years. So it's a little bit more work, but it's a start. So, so you start with whatever you can. So if folks ask you to be on a panel, if they ask you to be on a review panel for an AUA guideline, for example, you might think that's nothing. Uh, you might think, you know, this is just more work that I've got to do in addition to, you know, signing out my charts. But people see that. So if you accept a review panel invitation, you review a guideline, which is a lot of work, you review guideline, you have comments, the guideline folks see that. And they're like, hey, this person did a good review. Maybe we should invite him or her to be part of this panel. So the next time you apply for panels, the AUA has gotten much more inclusive about this. So now our our app are particularly for the PGC role, which I have much more say over. Mm -hmm. We actually send out invitations to anybody to apply. So it's it's incredibly inclusive. So everybody can apply. We vet people after that point. But 
one of the one of our vetting things is what has this person done? So if, if this woman's been involved in, you know, she's she's actually done, she's actually reviewed three guidelines for us. Uh, she should absolutely be on a panel, and she's done it. She's an expert. She does good work. So things like that, it just builds up your CV a little bit, builds up your your uh, you know your street cred, like I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But with that, get more opportunities. So if you it, and and some it all starts with volunteering. So you have to volunteer to do that. You get you, the AUA actually sends out invitations for committees. If they send them out, volunteer for those committees. If you're interested in something, you should you should try to do that. The other thing that I that I might not have mentioned before, you might not get what you want initially. Uh, in fact, it's rare for somebody. To, so when I signed up for the leadership, when I did the leadership program, I applied twice. The first time I was starting down, so that's okay. Don't don't take that as a as a black mark. There's lots of very strong people around the around the country and the world. That just means you know maybe somebody was a little stronger that year, or maybe they're looking for somebody else. It's like it's like college applications. You don't know, and 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 I wouldn't worry about it. If you if you don't make it or if you don't get accepted the first time, try again. It's it's actually not that big a deal to keep trying again, and I wouldn't take I wouldn't take any of this stuff personally, um, because if you do, you won't you'll 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 fail once and that's it. So don't take any of this stuff personally. It just you, you just have to keep trying. Find a mentor. Find a mentor at your institution, or if not at your institution, others within the AUA. You can you know you can find a mentor within the FPMRS community if you do that, and your uh, logic community if your logic uh, oncology community if you do that. Pete's community, if you do that. So, I mean, at, at the national meetings, find somebody, say, hey, listen, I'm interested. How do I do this? I mean, what, I be, I came on the board because one of the board members and I were flying out somewhere to the AUA, I think it was. We were on the same plane. And he's like, so what do you what do you see yourself doing? I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind doing what you're doing <laughs> you know, or, or something like that. <laughs> that cheeky. But, you know, I was like, so how do we get involved? Then he talked me through it. He's like, I'll keep your name and I'll keep you in mind. So just just the fact that you mention it to people uh, shows interest. So showing interest is key. Volunteering is also very, very important. And the other thing is, if you do volunteer, do a good job at your primary job. So your institution is not going to let you do a lot unless they value you. So, you know, one of the things that I and, you know, I, I talked about burnout and all this stuff before you have to burn out a little bit before you before you don't. Uh, so so you, you have to do a decent job at your institution where they say, hey, this guy's good or this woman is good. We should, we should value her and, and give her the opportunity to, to rise. So some of this is institutionally driven. Minority, I'd say, is institutionally driven. Most of it is driven by you. So you know, your, your institution can put you up for leadership roles. Some institutions are better than others at promoting their people. But you can promote yourself. So at my institution, for example, it was just me, uh, which is fine. I've got, I have no problems with that. It's just different, different institutional philosophies. But depend, you, you have to, you have to read the room, figure out what kind of philosophies there are, where you can get involved, and get involved. Bottom line, show interest, volunteer, and don't give up. If you, if you do those three things, I don't see how you won't be involved with it. Certainly, the AUA and other organizations. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much for your time. So thank you officially, Dr. Jaspreet Sandhu, for your expertise and your time today. And thank you, audience, for joining us on the AUA Leadership and Business Podcast. And, and I would like to thank you, Dr. Jennifer Miles Thomas. We've known each other for a while, never really met in this official capacity. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thank you. You too. <laughs> Take care. And thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode from the AUA Leadership and Business Podcast. Subscribe today by searching AUA Leadership and Business on your favorite podcast app.